Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. It has been a minute, but we are back here. Washed up has been's fantasy football podcast. I'm joined here by my co-host Tyler Gibson. I'm Alec the Avocado Martinez. Tyler, how are you doing today, man? It's been a minute. Oh, I am doing terrific. I'm loving 2020. <laughs> it's been an interesting year to say the least. Uh, we, <clears throat> the reason we've been uh, off, I did have a, 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 I wouldn't say a COVID scare. Uh, I was in. I, you know, I came in contact with somebody who came in contact with somebody, and so we, you know, we went ahead and quarantined me, and we didn't meet. So we're here now, though. <clears throat> Sorry, we do have a lot of things to cover. In terms of news and notes, we know that we've missed a lot, so we are going to try to keep it to just some of the main ones, and then some of the mo- more recent ones. Uh, before we do, uh, Tyler, just wanted to. Get caught up on, on, on what you've been up to, man. What's life been like in, in 2020? Man, you know, uh, really, really, it's, it's been all right. It's been a good year for me, um, you know, global pandemic aside. Um, you know, it's been, it's been good, to, good to me and my family. So, I mean, we, we've, we've been fine. Um, wife's been getting to work from home, spend some extra time with the kids. Uh, Going to be saving some money on uh, daycare costs, things of that nature. Um, for me, my job situation hasn't really changed much in terms of uh, going into the office and stuff. We got a small office, so everything's great. Yeah, I uh, I'm getting to that point where I'm just I'm so bored and I cannot wait for football season to start. I've started, oh, I've started. Uh, I mean, besides Luka Doncic uh, making life wonderful, bro. Uh, the stars are and the stars. Yeah, I mean Dallas sports right now just getting me hyped for Cowboy season. Except for the um, Rangers, they finally I don't snapped their streak them. last night, but. Um, <clears throat> But I, I, uh, I have been man. I wanted to bring this up because have you ever seen the show Community? Um, who who are the main Donald stars Glover, Chevy Chase, oh, he, Allison Brie? I, I, uh, I've seen clips of it here and there, but it I don't came think out back watched, when we were in high I've school. Never watched, never watched an episode, but I've seen funny clips of it shared, you know, on social media. Before. Oh man, I I'm no joke. So I, as I said, I'm bored and I've been rolling through uh, Netflix shows. I killed. Uh, Last Chance You, uh, QB1 under the, Beyond the Lights, um, you know, talking about my boy Spencer Rattler out of OU. Um, I've watched so much on Netflix, and I was just running out of stuff to watch, and so I was like, yeah, I'll give Community a shot. I watched 10 episodes last night. That show is so funny. It is hilarious. What time did you go to bed? I don't, we don't need to talk about that. You, you and Helm <laughs> need to just start texting each other at night. Uh, I, uh, it was probably somewhere in the 4 o'clock range God when man. I finally closed my eyes. I just couldn't turn off the show. Uh, anyway, that's, uh, that's our life in a nutshell. I watch Netflix, Tyler S. Kids, and a life. Um, <laughs> so we're going to uh, jump into these news and notes. First thing that we, we missed when we were gone that's pretty big, Darius Geis arrested, released from the uh, – Washington football team, make sure I say it right. He he was not on my radar at all. I was not going to draft no, him. No, I was. We've, How, we've been opposed to him specifically and for Antonio Gibson. Does this move Antonio Gibson up? Absolutely, it moves Antonio Gibson up. He is the highest ceiling play out of any of the Redskins' backfield. Um you know, uh, Br- Bryce loves the guy that I've drafted in several leagues, but I don't know that I, I-, I wouldn't move him up to. I would say probably now he deserves to be drafted. 
late. I mean, <laughs> you're right. 14, 15th round. Because before, before it was like he was undrafted, and he was still just a guy that I was taking a shot on just because I didn't trust that Geis would remain healthy. But now that that's uh, – he's Geis has obviously been removed from the situation. I think that you know Bryce Love deserves to be drafted in pretty much any league as a late-round flyer. I think what, what – the reason that, that Gibson has the highest ceiling is because of receptions. It's not going to be carries. I, I, I talked to someone, I actually had a Twitter discussion with someone about this, that, that Gibson, to me, his ceiling is 2018 Tariq Cohen. 99 uh, carries, you know, about the same receptions. and He's built with a lot his, different than Tariq Cohen. I, I understand that. But, but, but no, he's, he's Adrian not Peterson to, isn't not a thing, but Adrian Peterson is more like a Frank Gore in this situation. And he's going to get his carries, right. though. Yeah. I, I mean, I, no, I that's what I'm saying, Frank Gore. definitely yeah. think that, that Adrian Peterson sees 175 to 225 carries this year. Uh, Bryce Love, from everything coming out of camp, I mean, he's going to get some work. I did see – I did see – I don't know if you would have seen it because you were just at the store on the way here – uh, report was saying that he was running with the second and third string at practice today. Bryce Love? Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, I know reports have been that they've all been kind of mixing in. Right. But, you know, I feel like people have been getting a little too hyped about Ron Rivera's comments about him being an every down back. And, you know, you got to kind of sift through that type of coach speak and look at what's actually happening. And they did say he's running with the twos and threes today. The biggest thing for me with Gibbs, I don't think that, to me, losing guys does not raise – Gibson's ceiling all that much because I don't think he's going to get first and down. Well, he was going to be on the field whether Geis was there or not. And I I don't think he's going to be on the field more. I don't think that this is going to increase his playing time. I think it's going to increase Adrian Peterson's playing time. It's going to give Bryce Love more of an opportunity. Maybe this means Peyton Barber gets to make the roster. But here's my question. Gibson's going to rise, and he has been rising in ADP. Are you willing to take him higher? Well, how high? How do you think he'd get? I think he's going to land somewhere around Ronald Jones. No, 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 no. No, I wouldn't take him there. Um, where, where do you want him? If you, if you, if you see him on the board, at what point do you say this is where he needs to be going? This is where I'm willing to take. Him. Well, you know, depending on how my draft has gone, uh, if I am taking extra shots on running backs at the time, and you know, maybe I filled up with receivers early on, um, I would like to have him in the, you know. Eighth round, I got him in the eleventh the other day in a draft. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like eighth, but is it, like, it was a super, like, it was a super flex too. So eighth is like the the top end where I'm like, you know, maybe if like things are really drying up, I'm not reaching for him there. But if he's like one of the top five guys on the board at the time, right then, then I'd probably be willing to take him then. But I in a, in a PPR, I'm definitely willing to take him in the eighth. In a half PPR, I want to get him in the tenth. In a standard, I honestly don't even want him. Yeah, um, no, he late, 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 late like late. fourteen, fifteen, <laughs> yeah, best. like because I, I like to not draft a kicker or defense a lot of times, and in, in my and P- just ride that out, and then until week one, then I do what I got to do. But. In my PPR draft, you know, the other day, I, I, I did not, I had pretty much punted the idea that I was going to get Antonio Gibson. I, I had some bigger needs. In rounds nine or ten, I needed another quarterback. Josh Allen was still on the board, so I, you know, I took him. I took Tariq Cohen because I think that's the safer running back play, and he was my RB two. So I was like, I need the safer option. But then it came back around, and Antonio Gibson was there, and I was like, ah, I'm not gonna pass this up. And yeah, so I, I took him. I mean, as we've talked about before, I mean, you're not gonna win fantasy by just taking the safe play every single pick of the draft. I mean, that will that will keep you in contention. 
But the people who win are the ones who take the ceiling plays at some point. You've got to take some risk. Moving on from there, we got some guys in walking boots. Uh, Kenyon Drake in a walking boot. Precautionary, apparently. Weird. Yeah. I don't know anybody. <laughs> I've, had, I've had ankle and foot injuries in my life, and I don't just throw a walking boot on unless it's serious. Like, I don't. They're like, man, he had like six extra carries today, so maybe just put him in a walking boot just in case something might have happened. And but... then he, you know, his tweet, you know, with the fingers crossed, and like, I, I don't. Get Chase Edmonds late in drafts. Yeah. I, and, and honestly, Eno Benjamin should be on a radar or two. I have him in dynasty leagues. I, I mean, you know, you know, Benjamin was a guy who is a three down back. Is seen as a three down back. He's exceptional in, as a pass catcher. I think he could very easily pass Chase Edmonds uh, if given. Hey, well, if, come on now. Cliff Kingsbury said that Chase Edmonds is uh, what? What did he, coach what did he say? He's coach RB one or what? Did, what did, I don't it's, remember even what he even said. It's coach speak, man. Like I, I, I pay more attention to to what's happening. You got you got to pay attention to depth charts and reps. Yeah, that's that's what matters. Um, Miles Sanders uh, hurt his lower body injury. Still no clarification on that. No, I doubt we see much of him. Much news on him, other than. Maybe not participating or limited participant, but I they think, say he's I think, ready for. Week, uh, they say he'll be ready for week. I one. think ultimately they're gonna just they're gonna dial it back enough to where you know they just know that he's gonna be safe to play in week one. Um, but you know uh, that definitely you know kind of bumps him down a notch or two to me. Not like a whole round or anything, but you know he's not as uh, cool of a pick to yeah. me. Uh, Tyler Lockett. Uh, hurt his he he also hurt his foot uh, hurt his leg lower body uh, he was you know taken off the field hasn't been back in a couple days I think he'll be okay I think a lot of this stuff right now they're being real precautionary with oh, everybody everybody has injuries right now it's yeah absurd. I mean the 49ers receiving core which is the next Shit. thing is just I mean you've got obviously Debo Debo Jalen Jalen Hurd towards ACL he's gone. Uh, who is the the other slot receiver that not Trent Taylor? Um, I can't even remember. He, he wasn't that important, but he's gone. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, Ayuk is, tweaked his, tweaked his uh, hammy. Hamstring. Um, All this means is George Kittle season even more. <laughs> I also also a guy on my radar that I've scooped up in a few leagues, and you could say Dante Pettis. I don't. I mean, Dante's just a guy that a lot of people have soured on because he had he had the hype, and this is a. Post hype thing. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's, don't get me wrong. But. I think Dante Pettis. His, he's got exceptional speed. You put the ball in his hands. It, he fits what the 49ers want to do. When you, you know, typically you can look at a good punt returner and kick returner, and they're yards after yards after catch kind of guys. And that's what the 49ers want from their receivers. I say Jarek McKinnon season. Well, no, not <laughs> at all. But I, I would say Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, uh, I think Kendrick Bourne right now is a he's a guy that I've gotten in a few different leagues. Yeah, he needs to be scooped up uh, because he 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 could end up with a really big role. They're considering signing him uh, to a little bit longer term. I think like a, they're tra- he's trying to get like a two or three year deal. Um, the fact I, they're even talking about it is a good sign. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, other than that, uh, Denzel Mims for the Jets and Brashard Perryman for the Jets went down, Brashard Perryman went down today. Mims hasn't been practicing for. Couple weeks now, uh, with a also with a hamstring. Uh, these speedy receivers, lots of guys, lots of guys coming in. I mean, that just proves. I mean, as much as we hate the rigmarole of the preseason games and things like that, I mean, like 
everything plays a role from OTAs to mini camps and training camps. Well, you got to get your body ready. You know? I mean, like, you got to ramp it up. It's almost like, and not exactly to this extreme, but it's like an MOB pitcher. I mean, like, they can't just come in and cold turkey throw a game. Like, I mean, so, you know, you, you got to ramp it up, and, you know, sometimes these things happen. So hopefully they're they're just being extra cautious, and these aren't, like, real injuries. You know, everybody's just being cautious, going, all right, let's just chill. And Does this does – this move Jameson Crowder up in your rankings? Um, you know, he's a guy that I think was going to be undervalued anyway. I mean, I think he's been proven to show a rapport with Sam Darnold. And, uh, I, I mean, I, for where you were going to get him, I think he was going to be a guy that's going to sit on your bench for most of the year. But if you ever had to play him, you wouldn't be too upset about it in your flex or whatever or during a bye week. Um, so, I mean – yeah, it would move him up a little bit if uh, any of those guys were to miss time during the season. But like I said, I mean, he was already undervalued as it is. Well, and the, the out, you know, if you were, you were to look at it and say, okay, well, who's after Perryman and Mims? It's Vincent Smith, who also is hurt. So <laughs> literally, the top three outside receivers for the Jets are out. So to I me, mean, it's it's Jamison Crowder, well, Chris Herndon. Yeah, I was gonna say Chris Herndon, and uh, I mean, you know, Le'Veon Bell slimmed down a little bit. You'd love to see him involved more. Um, yeah. I uh, and, and this news is important to me because I'm really high on the guy, and this just proves my point more about him. Uh, Zach Moss has been uh, applauded for his pass-catching prowess. <laughs> uh, I mean, in reality, he was a better pass-catcher than Devin Singletary in college, uh, graded out anyway by PFF. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, they're not going to phase out Devin Singletary. They're but not it going, does, but mean, I, but does I, mean that Zach Moss, if he gets on a run, he could not leave the field on some drives. And it tells it tells me as well that, the I, as I've continued to say, the ADP for Devin Singletary compared to the ADP of Zach Moss makes it very, very clear to me that I want Zach Moss. Oh, He's I, a third-round pick just I, like Singletary. I haven't drafted Singletary in a single draft so no. far this year, and I've got five more to go, and I can promise you I still won't draft him. There's Singletary. no way. I think <laughs> if he falls to the sixth round, maybe. Seventh, maybe. but No, yeah. I mean, seventh, I, I'd I'll do, take I'd him. Do, yeah, I'd do sixth, it back then. maybe. I probably would, but where he's going at right now, I'm, I'm, I have no interest in that. Um, other news is, let's see, Tyler, can you think of any right now? Uh, Preston Williams is playing. Uh, he's practicing full. Uh, well, after. you know, we got to bring up Des Bryant had his workout. Kind of sounds like it wasn't super overwhelming. You know, you know what, though? Here's, I wanted to bring this up because it doesn't, to me, here's, here's what I want. This is what we mean by pay attention to what, you know, not what the coach is saying, but what are the, the organization doing? To me, this tells me that they have no confidence in Miles Boykin, uh, oh. that they they are Willie they don't Sneed. probably don't yeah, <laughs> Willie Sneed, Devin Duvernay's probably not what they well I mean he's not a red zone threat. I, don't, I mean I don't think that that's where No. And I think that I mean, that's that's Mark Andrews. Yeah, but I think that if you're looking at Des, then you're you obviously and it's not the first receiver they brought in. Honestly, I feel like Des is almost more of a Hayden Hurst replacement than he was a receiver replacement at this point. I mean, he's a big he's a big dude. They I still mean, got Nick Boyle. I mean, I, well, I know, but I mean, he's a big dude. I mean, you'd probably be using him in very circumstantial situations. I just um, think I think it to me it tells me that maybe they're not as confident in these younger receivers they got behind Hollywood Brown. For sure, I don't I don't I'm not interested in anybody um, other than. Uh, Hollywood, Mark Andrews, and 
you know, the the running game, really. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire getting a lot of hype coming out of uh, in camp, which is further by the hype. I mean, you know, be realistic um, over who you're taking him over, but you know, like I mean, I, I feel like you know you've got your CMC, your Barkley, your Zeke. I wouldn't take Clyde Edwards-Hilaire over Dalvin Cook or Alvin Kamara, but once you get to that point, like I would probably personally take Joe Mixon over him, but you're getting closer. You know, like right around that area is where you you could do it. I mean, I would take Clyde Edwards-Hilaire over Joe Mixon, but I that bring another guy right there in that group, Josh Jacobs. The the Raiders went and signed Theo Riddick. Are you, you know? But at the same time, Josh Jacobs said that he want you know he thinks he can catch sixty passes. John Gruden said that they need to get Josh Jacobs John in Gr- at third John down. John Gruden's on a mission, um, apparently. Yeah, to, you know because of the the snub for rookie of the year and. I I think, again, I'm looking not at what the coach is saying and what the team's doing. They have Theo Riddick, Jalen Richard, Lynn, Lynn Bowden. Bowden? Bowden. I think it's Bowden. I, I, um, I would say Bowden, I think. <laughs> but but they have they, – they brought in all these guys that are pass catchers. And that, that just has to – that has to mean something. They don't serve any other value. Jalen Rashard does not serve value as an in-between-the-tackles runner. Theo Riddick is not, barely even a good pass-catching running back. He just has sure hands. <laughs> now, you know, he's a good um, – good, they have Devontae Booker, who, again, third down back. Like, I don't – I just don't – Well, they're not going to carry all those guys into the season. There's, I mean, Devontae Booker probably doesn't make the team. Right. I, I actually, um, I don't think Theo Riddick makes the team. Yeah, he shouldn't. But even – but what I'm saying is they don't have – No, they, they, they did make it a point to bring back Jalen Rashard. Um, and draft Lynn B- uh, Bowden. Yes, uh, I mean, uh, you know the the term gadget player. I mean, I, I feel like that could be more suited to Lynn Bowden and more see him running crazy little, you know, end around, you know, little jet sweep type things. I mean, like whatever. I mean, um, but. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it all it all means something. But I also do believe that he's definitely going to surpass his reception volume last year. Um, That's not hard to do, right? But I mean, I I don't know. I I think all of this is pushing Jacobs behind that little group. He kind of has pushed me to the end of that little group there of Ceh, Joe Mixon, uh, Kenyon Drake, Chubb. Yeesh, it's a tough one. That's a real tough one. Trevor Jacobs, you don't know? Oof. I'd rather have Miles Sanders. <laughs> Give me Miles Sanders in that case. I'll, I'd rather have him than either of those two. I, I don't know. I'd, pro- I'd probably go Chubb. I'd, Chubb's, man, I don't know, actually. I would go Jacobs. I think I'd probably go Jacobs. Half PPR, PPR, I'd probably go Jacobs. Standard, I'd probably go Chubb. Um, oh, yeah. I, I like Chubb more as a just a I mean, they're runner. number one and number two. <laughs> rated running backs on PFF. Yeah, but so. Nick Chubb's number one. Right. So, um, Mike Williams is going to be miss. He's going to miss. Uh, Anthony Lynn said he'll miss probably the first few weeks, or he's going to miss the next four weeks. Probably won't be ready to start the season. Now I know Alex is going to listen to this. This guy, he was trying. He was. He thought that he was being. Did he try to trade you, Mike Williams, too? Yeah. Yeah, he tried to trade me, Mike Williams, too. But he tried to trade him to me for. Uh, for Robbie Anderson and a third round pick. 
Oh, and, that's better. What do you ask for? Well, and, and so so I countered. I said, "All right, well, give me uh, give me Mike Williams, and I'll give you a fifth round pick, and give me your second, and um, I'll give you Robbie Anderson." And then he never responded. And then he ended up giving away two second round picks for Mark Ingram. Oh wow, I didn't see that. Yeah, I was like, "Come on, man!" Like, and he was like, "Well, he was hurt, you know." I I. I, didn't, I was like, everybody knew he was hurt. Come yeah. on. like He tried to get Michael Pittman from me. And I was like, no. I, well, I was definitely Pittman. willing to do it. Um, I but, love Pittman, so I, there was no way that man, was happening. Alex, when you're listening, man, I mean, I just – you should you should have come back to me. You didn't have to give up two seconds to go get Mark Ingram in a dynasty league. Yeah, that's a – I mean, I'm going to lay off Alex, but let's just say it's not the first questionable decision he's no, made in this, no. in this dynasty league. He's no Ike, but he's uh, he's definitely made some questionable oh, moves. Man. Um, anyway, uh, off of that uh, that topic, um, uh, I can't think of any. I guess what I was going to say about Mike Williams being out is there's nobody really there to replace him. I, he was already kind of low on my board anyway. I, I like I did talk about him a couple weeks ago, and I do think there's some upside there with with how well Tyrod has done with burners like him, deep threats. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was more of a late round. You know, yeah, he was he was yeah. already going late. Somewhere. So you, you could keep an eye on KJ Hill. Um, there's a guy there named Joe Reed who they've been talking about, but again, he's a gadget type guy. They've been they have him working with the running backs right now. I would just say uh, slight slight bump. I don't know that it necessarily moves either one of them over anybody else and where I would rank them, but you know, slight bump to Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry. Yeah. I, I mean, keep, just keep an eye on KJ Hill. You heard it here first. Keep an eye on KJ Hill. Um, any other news you can think of, Tyler? Any other important news? Man, not off the top of my head. I think that's uh, that's all I got as well. Oh, oh, you know what? No, Dallas Goddard, uh, hairline fracture oh, in his yes. thumb, uh, which is actually hate that guy. <laughs> he should have been a cowboy. That's that's not his fault. He was going to be a cowboy, but he's an eagle. And he's an eagle. That was that was actually pretty hard. But I can't imagine how they're talking how, about. Extending, you know how would be. They're talking about extending Zach Ertz. So like, where's this leave Goddard owners now? It's like we thought that he was about to Zach Ertz was about to move on, but instead he's just going to keep on being a guy. <laughs> Dude, I just I was hoping that. Uh, I mean, can you imagine how good our offers would be with Dallas Goddard instead of Blake Jarwin? Shut up. <laughs> I saw a hype video the Cowboys tweeted the other day. Oh, about, Blake Jarwin uh, Blake, is a badass. They, 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 they threw him some easy pass, oh. and it was like, oh. And he made it like, they were like, like The tweet was like, we're just going to leave this here, and it's like, okay. <laughs> cool. He made a good 10-yard reception. That's wonderful. That was like, like that Bryce Love clip I was seeing going on Twitter the other day, and it was like, I'm just going to put this here about Bryce Love, and everybody was kind of like, I mean, it's just kind of like a run-of-the-mill run play. <laughs> uh, one other piece of news that I think is important, Tyler, you might not. Tyrell Williams uh, is – he has a For torn, the Raiders? For the Raiders. Oh, okay. Torn oh, hey, labrum. Jacobs. <laughs> torn labrum. <laughs> Says he's going to try to play through it. That's a terrible idea. A horrible idea. He, I mean, he needs his radius. At the same time, <laughs> in that same camp, Brian Edwards is being – I mean, you'd think Brian Edwards is a Hall of Fame receiver yes, with God, the amount of – Can't uh, stop hearing presence. about him. Yeah, he is uh, – and honestly, I'm starting to buy the hype. I mean, this was a good receiver. He was good I, in college. You know, I, it, always, it always sucks whenever you hear – a lot of a lot of praise come out all at once about a player because then you're like, there's no chance I can go buy this guy. Like, 
No chance I can go buy them right yeah. now. Yeah, no, I can't. I would love to. I can't. I mean, because it's just not worth it. I mean, you could still get him for not that much, but I mean, like, really, it's just hype right now. Like, I mean, <laughs> and and as much as I love the hype and I want to buy the hype, there's also Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. I guess Tyro Williams going to try to play. Nelson Aguilar, apparently. Josh Jacobs going to get, like, 50 receptions. Jalen Richard. Apparently, Nelson Aguilar has been looking good. Oh, he's on a mission. I I saw that report today that that Mayock or Maycock? Mayock. Mayock. I saw that report that Mayock said that today, that he's on a mission. And I I wanted to spit on my phone because I, I was like, you know what, like... I don't even trust anything that Mike Mayock has to say anyway. <laughs> and also, Nelson Aguilar. Just stop. Last piece of news. A.J. Green was seen running today. Uh, I'm getting more and more. Actually, that's going to lead us into our mailback question. Tyler, one player who you were high on early and you're starting to fade, one guy who you were fading early who you're starting to get high on. I'll go first because I just said his name. I was high on A.J. Green early. I loved the idea of getting him where we were getting him. And now I'm just getting worried. I'm just getting scared. I just – the injury stuff, it's just <clears throat> getting hurt again. It's just like, man, even if he, he comes back and he's okay, there are a lot of mouths to feed there. Is he still A.J. Green? And I get the comparison. You say, oh, well, he's the same age as Julio Jones. And look at Julio. We don't doubt Julio's talent. Julio didn't skip a whole year. Like, And people were talking about Calvin Ridley surpassing Julio. So obviously – there's some doubt about Julio at his age. So I, I just don't – I am – I'm not – I would rather draft Tyler Boyd at this point. I've moved Tyler Boyd ahead of A.J. Green. Ahead? So you would draft him before A.J. Green's coming? Yeah. That was a sneeze, not a uh, – not, not disappointment from Tyler. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I would draft Tyler Boyd ahead of him, but – Definitely don't like that he had a hamstring. Oh, sorry guys, Tyler's uh, having a Tyler having a, a, a sneezing fit. I don't know if he's having an allergic reaction to my dog or of, of a good fantasy take. He just doesn't. He's not used to him, so he's starting to have an allergic reaction to a good fantasy take. While he's gone, I'll go ahead and do my other one. The guy that I'm uh, was fading early. I'm starting to get high on. It's Will Fuller. The more that I think about it, where Will Fuller's going, uh, I just can't. I don't see myself – I mean, he's wide receiver 35 off the board. That's a wide receiver three, uh, um, uh, you know, just about. And, and if I can get Will Fuller as my wide receiver three with the number of receptions available there uh, or number of targets available there, his rapport with Deshaun Watson, the boom potential – I mean, not even potential, the boom that we have seen from him, you know, every, you know, every other week, I'd love to have that dude as wide receiver three. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll agree with you and I'll also say that I would lump Brandon Cooks in there. With that, um, I think both of them are very draftable at their ADPs. Yeah, for the potential, it, it just depends on who you. You're not going to draft. I wouldn't draft both. Um, well, no, 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 no. But I, I think if you're going to take your pick, to me, I'm taking Will Fuller. I, I understand that Brandon Cooks is Brandon Cooks, and uh, but I've never really felt. And I, honestly, I think by all the trading, you can see that that Brandon Cooks to me is just not a. I don't know what his deal is. He's not an elite receiver. He is a good receiver, but to me, he's not elite. I think Will Fuller has the talent to be elite. And so I think that if he can stay healthy, big, big if. But again, if I'm getting him at wide receiver 35, 
And in the way that I've been drafting, that might not even that might be my wide receiver four. If I can get Will Fuller as my wide receiver four, dude, I I, I don't care if he gets hurt. I can drop him. You know, like I, I I don't need him. I'm not even putting him in my starting lineup if he's my wide receiver four. And so I I, I got him the other day in a draft and at real late. And again, it was just like, man, I'm 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 in on it. Like I think that the 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 price I'm paying is not too high. It's not going to kill me. And in in return, I'm getting a guy that could possibly, you know, he could be a, a week winner from week to week. Well, to yeah, I mean, any week that he's active, you're looking at like the very high likelihood that he's going to be a top 15 receiver at right. least. And if you if he can string together, let's say he plays 12 games, I'm okay with that. That's great for my yeah. wide receiver. You four. you probably won at least nine or ten of those right. games. Right. <laughs> so so, uh, what about you, Tyler? Guy, you're you're fading that you were high on early. Guy, you're you're a little bit higher on that you were fading early. Okay, so a guy that I am starting to be in on more, and this is solely because his ADP just hasn't risen, is Terry McLaurin. Yeah. I keep on coming across him in drafts, and it's like the fifth round, and I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) None of these receivers that we've talked – nobody's – the wide receiver ADP just stays the same. I know, and and it's like – like, I'm, I'm in on that because, I mean, he was the high, highest-graded rookie receiver last year by PFF. I, I mean, he's he's explosive. He's great. You're looking at another year with probably Dwayne Haskins, but, you know, you're, it didn't matter who was playing quarterback right. last year. But you're looking at just building on another year, second-year receivers. They take a step forward. I mean, he had a great rookie year. But, I mean, this guy is elite in almost every sense of the word in terms of his potential. And so, like, he's a guy that just his ADP has not risen. And, like, if he was going in the third round, I would be like, nah, because that's probably my wide receiver one that I'm looking at there. But if I'm looking at, for sure, at least my wide receiver two, probably my flex, then sign me up. Yeah. And and that's just what I've come across the more and more I've drafted as it gets closer to the season is that he continues to be a value. And um, <clears throat> a guy that I am fading is – According to the Draft Wizard on Fantasy Pros, Chubb is number seven overall. And I'm not in on that. I would take him as my RB1 probably in round two. But I there's so many other places that I'd rather take that. Yeah, um, seven? I'm, I'd rather have CEH. Seven overall? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. I'd rather have CEH, Dalvin yeah. Cook. Uh, right. And I like Chuck. Devontae Adams. Like, like we talked about, number number yeah. one number one graded running back from Pro Football Focus. But, you know, at seven overall, not for me. All right. Well, um, that is our mailbag question of the day. Uh, moving on, Tyler and I are going to give uh, three bold predictions. If we have a little bit of time after, we might shoot you uh, one guy that we're taking late in Dynasty drafts to, to keep an eye on. Um, but but we are going to do three. I, do you have three or four predictions? Not three. You have I, three. You I, you I have four. four but <clears throat> overachiever. I'm going to make the. I'm going to do my first one first. It's quick, and then you'll you'll finish. And it. then I, yeah, because I, I'm everybody. Everybody is talked about this guy, so it's it's just it's not. It's really when I when I when I decided on this bold prediction, it's bold, but it's not. Based on what other well, we've experts been, we've are. been talking about doing these shows for the last few weeks, yeah. and like we said, we just hadn't been able to get the shows in. So some of them have picked up more traction as we've gone. So Hayden Hurst, <clears throat> I, my bold prediction is Hayden Hurst will finish as the number three tight end. Um, 
And Top, I, the and very I least, hear, I hate to hear it. Being a Mark Andrews owner, yeah, multiple leagues, I, I, I think. There's a lot of stats that I can throw at you right now. You can look at Hooper's production last year. We, you know, tight end one through week ten. Uh, you know, 97 targets in only 13 games. He averaged 14.7 fantasy points per game. <clears throat> uh, he and then you go to to, to Aiden, Hayden Hurst. Um, you know, he had an 8.5 yards uh, average depth of target. Travis Kelsey's nine. Zach Ertz is 8.6, and those are the the other two highest. Um, you know, Hayden Hurst dropped one pass in three years in college. He's a good pass catcher. Oh, he's great. And then <clears throat> the main point I want to make, you know, we, we see the targets from Hooper, right? Targets are going to be there. Wonderful. Yep. Here's one thing that gets completely overlooked. Dirk Cutter has been an offensive coordinator or head coach. Uh, we're going to go back, I mean, for a while. But we're going to go back to 2010, uh, his last year with the – or second to last year with the Jaguars. Mercedes Lewis had 10 touchdowns. 2011, uh, Mercedes Lewis got hurt. There was a couple other things happened. Not, not a lot working for the tight ends. So, <clears throat> from the time he was in um, Atlanta in 2012, through his time in Tampa Bay to when he was in Atlanta last year, 2012 to 2019. Okay. Tony Gonzalez, eight touchdowns. Tony Gonzalez, eight touchdowns. Mm-hmm. 2014. Tight ends are, are irrelevant. Do you know who his starting tight end was in 2014? Where was he at? Do you know who his starting tight end was in, in Atlanta? Where, where, in Atlanta? Yeah. Um, hold on. If you get this, I will go outside and run a mile naked in the middle of the day. I'll risk jail time. 2014. No, no. It is Levine Toyololo. I was going to say Toyololo. I swear to God. No, you weren't. I swear to God. That came to my mind, but I didn't think that he was around in 2014. If you had said that, I, I would have, I would have, I would have cried. If you, because I was, I was like, I was so, I've been pumped about this name for forever. I was like, I don't even you know this. Even really I didn't saying his name, and I said Toilolo. Like after, like that was in my mind, but I didn't. Th- I knew that he was in Atlanta, but I didn't think it was in 2014. So 2014, yeah. he's got a garbage tight end. He's blocking garbage. tight end, and and, and so don't uh, Pacific Islander. Nothing. 2015, uh, he, he, he's with Tampa Bay now. Austin Seferin Jenkins, four touchdowns. Cameron Brait, three touchdowns. 2016, Cameron Brait, eight touchdowns. 2017, Cameron Brait, six. OJ Howard, six. 2018, Cameron Brait, six. OJ Howard, five. He goes back to Atlanta. Hooper has six touchdowns in 13 games. <clears throat> I this the to me the floor for touchdowns is six. Oh, well, sounds the like ceiling. It. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, that's. I honestly think that he could. The the floor to me really is eight, because I think you give. You well, we give all Austin know Julio Hooper, isn't going to be a, the yeah, touchdown, he's not a touchdown guy. And I, you know, Hayden Hurst is a big, athletic, sure-handed tight end. That is a that is a recipe for red zone success. Yeah. And so I I to me I don't I could see him finishing with eighty to ninety receptions with. 800 to 1,000 yards, anywhere in that range, depending on how, um, you know, how many in yards after touchdowns. catch he gets, and, and 10 touchdowns. That's RB, that's, that's tight end oh. three, maybe tight end number one. All you need is like five or six touchdowns to be tight end 10. I, I, um, but. Well, to be tight end five. <laughs> Jared um, Cook was like, what, tight end six last year um, just because well, he caught some well, touchdowns? Well, Darren Waller didn't catch like any touchdowns and he was in the top five. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I can buy it because I'm a Matt Ryan even year truther. I, I just think that Hayden Hurst is an easy buy for me in the definitely, seventh round. 
Definitely. So uh, that was my I'm, – I'm not even counting that as one of my bold predictions because people have been talking about it. So it's not that bold when every other expert out there agrees with you. So, All right. Tyler, go ahead. I'm going to go here. Okay, so <clears throat> according to Fantasy Pros uh, projections, Bell is projected to be the 21st running back. Le'Veon Bell? Yeah. Okay. I think that he will be the running back seven. Running back seven. Seven. Okay. Okay, so if you average out his games played per year versus, you know, all of his points, yada, yada, uh, and this is just in a half PPR, you know, just regular type of score, no bonus, nothing, 17.85 points per game uh, over his career. Pretty good. Now, last year, he had one of his worst years, was just over 12 points per game. In his best year, he was 20 and a half points per game. I'm saying that if he can just score 15 points per game this year, and remember last year, he had an entire year off before it. And then we had Sam Darnold getting mono, doing all sorts of bull crap. Adam Gase coming in and getting his hands on, I mean, like, there was a lot of stuff working against the Jets last year and against Le'Veon, and we hear all the stuff that he's motivated this year. He's lost, he's slimmed down, you know, 10, 15 pounds. Um, I, I think that he's going to get more receptions this year. I, I just I think that there is a solid case to be made that he will obvious. I, I think it's obvious that he will be an RB one. I think that's a lock, uh, top twelve running back for sure. Here's and, why. Here's are you done? Do you have any more uh, arguments I, to make? No, no. I mean, basically. Because I, mean, I have one argument. And it, Frank Gore. No. Adam Gase. That's the only <laughs> no, argument. That's my argument. That's the only argument. That Let, he's, Adam Gase is his head coach. That's where fantasy players go to die. It's this, a play that, for Adam Gase. Hey, that is my argument against Adam Gase. Kenyon Drake, Devontae Parker, Ryan Tannehill. No, All three. I'm the one who make them. But this is supposed to be bold, and this is bold, man. This one, I'm telling I, you, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I can't buy that. I can't because he plays for Adam Gase. You know what? We'll see. My second one, <clears throat> this is my guy. I love this guy. I've tried to get him. If it's every David Montgomery, season. I'm leaving. It's not. That's the next one. Oh, dang it. Uh, <laughs> Chris Godwin will finish as wide receiver one. Woo! He will pass M- Michael Thomas. <clears throat> and here's why. Oh, come on. What about Devonta Adams? Last year, Chris Godwin finished as wide receiver two with 120, uh, as the wide receiver two with only 121 targets. 17th in, in targets. Don't compare that to Michael 17th. Thomas's like bajillion targets. That's, I'm not. I'm okay. saying. I'm saying he finishes the wide receiver two with, with the 17th most. So yes, pretty that's efficient. incredible. Yeah. That's incredible efficiency. 86 receptions, over 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns. He had a 64% contested catch rate. That's fifth in the NFL. If he gets 100 plus receptions this year, he probably should be the wide receiver one. Yeah. Now let's look at. Where Tom Brady's best friend in New England, Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman. Edelman was second last year with two. He could have had two hundred and twenty-five. Should have had over two hundred twenty-five points based on opportunity. Okay, second in, to obviously Michael Thomas, who had a million fucking tar- million targets last year. Sorry, I, I, get, I get sorry to our sponsors. Yeah, um, Edelman. Uh, Edelman had one hundred and fifty-three targets with eight drops and only a thirty-six point four contested rate. Could catch rate. Chris Godwin's better than Julian Edelman. Yeah, I'd say he's he's a uh, you know you look at reception perception. Chris Godwin is a incredible route runner. So is Julian Edelman. 
So and 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 Godwin has better hands. He's more athletic, and it's just that in in itself says that screams that uh, Chris Godwin is is going to have a great year. Why do I think he's going to be number one? Arians pass attempts since 2011 have gone like this. 2010, Big Ben got hurt. After that, 2011, 539. 2012, 628. 2013, 574. 2014, 568. 2015, 562. Here's where it gets good. 2016, 646. (laughs) 2017, 598. 2019, 630. They are going to throw the ball a ton. Even with a, a little bit better defense, their defense is still not great. It's good against the run, but it still got torched against the pass. They, well, they forced the division they're playing in. I mean, it doesn't matter how good your defense yeah, is. Yeah, you're going to have to play. I mean, even That's the right. Panthers have a pretty solid offense, right. and they're the, the fourth best team in that you're division. You're going to have to play. Yeah. Then I want to compare other receivers that Bruce Arians has made elite. Those two, the two that we that come to mind every time are Larry Fitzgerald, who he moved into the slot. Yeah. And Heinz Ward, who uh, was good for a multitude of reasons, but was elite under Bruce Arians. And he was in the Dark Knight. Okay. Yes. Uh, Fitzgerald, 6'3", 218 pounds, ran a 4.63. Heinz Ward, six foot two oh eight, ran a four five five. Chris Godwin, six one, two oh nine, ran a four four two forty. That's his about athletic as fast profile. As me. His his athletic shut up. His athletic <laughs> profile is is better than Heinz Ward and Larry Fitzgerald. I don't. So you're saying he's the best receiver no, that Arians has ever had? Yes, I am saying that he has athletically, physique. He is the best receiver that in the slot that Arians has ever had. He's got. He's going to get the targets. He's got the talent. He's a great route runner. He's got great hands. And he's going. He he was. He showed prowess in the red zone. He he showed big play potential. Chris Godwin will finish his wide receiver one this year. Not just big play potential. He showed big plays. <laughs> he's going to finish his wide receiver one. That's bold. That's bold. There you go. You buying? You selling? Um. No, I would sell that he does end up as wide receiver one, but I'm buying that. I mean, he's awesome, and you can't miss. Okay. Would you take him over any yeah. other receiver besides Michael Thomas? Would you take him over Devontae Adams or Julio Jones? I don't think I would take him over Julio, but that being said, like, uh, like what we're really saying here, or what I'm really saying is I wouldn't take him where his ADP is because mostly I would look to at least take one running back with my early picks. And so maybe if there was a huge run on running backs in the first round and I got one also – and in the second round, it continued to be a run, and it came back to me that I would consider Chris Godwin. But I don't think I would take Chris Godwin in the first round in just a regular in a redraft, you know, type okay. of situation. Fair enough. All right, your next bold prediction. All right, for me, Josh Jacobs is projected to be the ninth running back overall, and I think that's a pretty that's pretty high. That's that's going to be the highest out of the. Uh, Guys that I'm talking about. Who? Josh Jacobs. Okay. But I think that with his potential to have more receptions this year, and he led the league in forced missed tackles last year, and that he was the number two rated running back last year, I say that I think that he is going to be a top five running back. 
Is that even bold? He's going as RB9. Oh, I mean, I, I think it is because, I mean, everybody thinks that he's not going to catch any passes. I mean, I'll take it. I mean, I'll buy it. I, I think Josh Jacobs could finish as a top five running back. Rank your running backs real quick. What, what do you CMC. Yeah. Saquon. Okay. Zeke. Okay. CH. CH at number four. Yeah. Okay. Alvin Kamara. Right, five. Dalvin Cook. Six. Personally, Miles Sanders. Okay, seven. Kenyon Drake. Eight. This is half PPR, PPR, right? Yeah, just half PPR, yeah. I guess I'll throw Derek Henry a bone. Or nine, so. I mean, and then uh, Josh Jacobs, probably. Okay. I mean, I, th- I think that's a pretty good jump there. I mean, I. I I mean, yeah. I just, I just think it's definitely within possible. I don't. I wouldn't. If he ended up as a wide receiver, I mean, as a running back five, I wouldn't be like, wow, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> like, I mean, that, that's def- I mean, if he gets thir- if he gets forty catches, yeah, definitely. I think, I think With the way gonna, he runs uh, yeah, the ball, I, yeah, I, think I mean, he's gonna be, I think he's going to get fifty catches because I think that'll outplay Dalvin Cook. I'm not see, sold on Dalvin Cook. I'm not. I'm not. That's what's, that's what's tough to me because for me it would be CMC take one. Zeke, and then honestly, I did I did struggle where to put <laughs> Ceh in here because it's it's like buying the hype, but I put Cook at four and then Kamara at five, and then I'm like I'm mixing Josh Jacobs in there, like in, in my real in my reality rankings is what I'm saying there. But boldly, I think that Josh Jacobs could get in there easy. All right, that's fine. I, I'm I'm not gonna argue with you on that. Is that it? Is that all you got? Yeah. All right. My next one. Oh, God. There's, and there's get two ready, ways. Get, there's, get ready to sit down for a minute. There's, there's a talk there's, about David Montgomery. There's two <laughs> ways to look at this. Okay? The, the, the bold prediction itself is that David Montgomery will finish as a top 12 running back. Currently going as, I think, RB25. Um, where's he going? Let me see. Let me before I lie. Where did his carries rank last year in terms of? In terms, he of had two hundred and right. Uh, uh, compare sixty-seven total touches. How many did the? We're gonna get there. Twelve ranked. Running He's going back. as RB twenty-three right now. I think he can finish as a top twelve running back. I, I think that's definitely low. Twenty-three is. I I just want to know how many touches okay. the twelfth ranked running back had. So, <clears throat> Dave Montgomery had. 267 touches last year, 21 red zone touches, 18 inside the five, tied for third. Um, All 14 running backs with 20 red zone touches last year were top 15 in standard, top 20 in half PPR, top 20 in PPR, with the exception of Melvin Gordon, who missed missed four games. Four, right? I think it was four. Yeah, Um, too much, but yeah. And Josh Jacobs. Uh, and they were both right outside of top 20. Top, uh, in, in Jacobs was just PPR. He was just 21. Um, but in half, in standard, Jacobs was, is inside the, the top 20 and top 15. Um, <clears throat> now, every top 20 running back uh, – <clears throat> sorry. Um, every top 12 running back in half PPR had at least 250 t- touches. Every top 12 running back except for Kamara and Ingram. What did they have? Ingram had 15 touchdowns. touchdowns. Kamara had 81 receptions. Okay? Okay. 
He averaged 3.7 yards per carry. League average is 4.2. Okay. If he improved to the league average, he'd have easily over 1,000 yards. Yeah. He averaged 15 carries per game, right? But after week eight, when Mike Davis, whenever N- Nagy stopped playing around with Mike Davis, <laughs> he had 21 per game. Here Mike were his, here's where his, his carries after week eight, 27, 14, 17, 13, 16, 20, 14, 13, 23. That seemed pretty – that seems like it averaged out to what, like 18 or something? 21. Like 19, oh. Average 21. I think that's what that was. Um, his player grade, uh, you know, he 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 came out sixty six percent. Listen, that's we, not a great we, player grade. We, we watched the footage, and I remember thinking every time, like, man, I mean, good things happen a lot of times when he's on the field. And I mean, with Mike Davis, like, yeah, you kind of just kind of plug away at stuff, right? But I mean, like, but, I, but I, I remember think... watching the one time where he ran like a wheel route, went up and caught like a twenty yard yeah. pass, and I was like, play this guy, yeah. But but my point is. The volume is there for this dude to finish in the top 12. Volume is king, so... In a half PPR, the volume's there. He, you know, he should see an uptick in receptions because I expect the offense to be better. If Nick Foles starts at quarterback, he will definitely see an uptick in receptions because he's not going to be as mobile as Mr. Trubisky. Um, the offense as a whole, whether it's Trubisky or Nick Foles, will take a step forward. He's not going to uh, average 3.7 yards per carry. Supposedly, Mitch Trubisky look, looks like a whole new guy. And that's that's fine. I have Mitch Trubisky in a Superflex Dynasty League. I would love for Mitch Trubisky <laughs> to be good. But my point is it doesn't matter. He's going to see, as long as he's healthy, he's going to see 250 to 300 touches. He will probably hit 300 touches. I, I honestly believe he, should. he will have 275 Carries. So what's Tariq Cohen do then if this happens? Tariq Cohen, and this was the other part of my bold prediction that I thought about making, is that David Montgomery will finish top 12. Tariq Cohen, Tariq Cohen will finish top 24. Yeah. Because Tariq Cohen will still get his. Tariq Cohen will still get his. And where's Allen Robinson finish in your scenario then? Mm, see, oh, see, that's, see where, I, that's, that's, where it, that's where it fades off. Yeah, I don't, I'm not as high on Allen Robinson. I think that Anthony Miller is going to be more of a problem for Allen Robinson than anything. But Tariq Cohen... Last year had ninety or, or uh, let's see, I have it right here. Um, let's see, hold on, because we we have we've talked about this already once um, as to who we would we would rather have. Tariq Cohen last year uh, had seventy nine receptions on one hundred and four targets. The problem with That's Tariq good. Cohen last year is that wasn't efficient. He wasn't efficient. Touchdowns. Yeah, but if you look at his 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 two thousand eighteen, mm-hmm. he was way more efficient and. You know, just uh, just got in the end zone more. So I, I I don't think I don't think it's gonna have any effect on Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen just has to be more efficient. So that that's that's my bold prediction. That'll happen with a better offense. Your 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 go here, Tyler. All right. So my last bold prediction here is surrounding my favorite offense for this year, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> well. No. No. What? My favorite fantasy offense. The Chiefs? No. What? Who is your favorite fantasy offense? <laughs> the Falcons. Oh, all the right. Falcons. All right. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst. I mean, what do you? Okay. Come on. All right. Uh, I'm going all running backs here on my thing. Todd okay. Gurley. All right. So they got him projected. You heard the news today. 
what? Cutter said they expect him to get a floor of 15 touches and yeah. a ceiling of 25 a game. That's great. That's great. Continue. Um, he's projected to be RB16 by Fantasy Pros. Freeman, his average finish was RB6.67 in his peak of three years. Like So when it wasn't his rookie year and then when it wasn't like when he got hurt or his last year. So, like, in his three years where he was peak, they were using him. He played a lot, like, the full season. Average finish, about running back six or seven. Um, he averaged 4.38 yards per carry during that time span. Gurley, his yards per carry for his career is 4.28. That's including his shit years, which was his second year in the league and last year. And so, I mean, even with those numbers – I think that Gurley will finish as top six in a more elite offense than most of his Top years. six? Top six. Ooh, now that's bold. <laughs> that, I like top that. Six. That's spicy. Top that's, six. That's bold. In a more elite offense than on average he played with in the Rams. I'd love to see it. I, I actually I, – I can see it. I, I – I don't think it's gonna. I don't. I don't think that. That. Well, I don't think it's gonna happen. But, it, but I'm again, not drafting him at RB six. Yeah, I'm I know. Saying, you I, know. Yeah, I, I. I can see it if he stays healthy. Better offense. There's nobody behind him that's gonna threaten him. Ito Smith is garbage. Brian Hill's garbage. Yes. Olison's a fullback. Um, and it's gonna be a great offense in a high scoring division. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll give it to you. Here's you're gonna. I think everybody's gonna hate this. I, I'm. This is completely against the grain. This my last prediction is completely against what anybody in the industry I think believes. Hold on, hold on. Is it like Michael Pittman's a wide receiver one or some shit? No, but I would have loved that. <laughs> but it is his teammate. It is his teammate. Oh, T.Y. Hilton. No. Jonathan Taylor will oh. not finish as a top twenty-four back. Wow. And I know that people aren't going to like this. Yeah, I'd, I'd sell that. Here's Just here's. I think they will have they they have to want to get him involved. Like last year, the Colts ran the ball 471 times. However, if you take out Jacoby Brissett, that's 25, or that's you know if you take out Jacoby Brissett, Jacoby Brissett had 500 or 56 carries, four touchdowns. As a team, they had 17 touchdowns rushing. If you go back to the year before, with Andrew Luck, they had 13 rushing touchdowns. So I think Brissett makes up those four. Uh, they averaged 25.9 running back carries per game. Okay. Last year, um, every running back in the uh, top 24 had at least 200 touches, except for two. One was Raheem Mostert, who, again, 10 touchdowns, and had an extremely high efficiency. Oh, and he finishes RB24. Hold on to that thought, though. I'd like to sell him. Hold on to that thought. Uh, James White was the other one. James White had, and this is in half PPR. James White had 72 receptions. And James White's a fucking dog, man. I can't and, believe he does what he does every year. And, key, and, he, and he had an extremely high efficiency rate in the receiving game. Let's go to Indianapolis. We're going to look at the team for a second. They were 28th in pass percentage last year. 53.64%. However... In 2019, with Andrew Luck as their quarterback, they, and this is also under Frank Reich, they were ninth in a 61.6%. Phillip Rivers is not Andrew Luck, but he's more more comparable to Andrew Luck than Jacoby Brissett. 
They're <laughs> yeah. going. They're going to pass the ball. Yeah. They're going to throw the ball more. Yeah. Which means Jonathan Taylor's not going to be on the field because he's the third best cast, ca- pass catcher out of the backfield. Naeem Hines is number one. Yeah. Naeem Hines to me is honestly might be the best value of all three of these guys. Well, Marlon, he's, he's the one who. His role isn't going to change. Right. And I think that with <laughs> Philip Rivers, with, with Philip Rivers, that dude could have 75 catches this year. Yeah, we've seen Gordon and Marlon Mack's a better pass catcher, Jonathan Taylor. So I don't think the receptions are there, which means he has to get yeah. close to 200 carries, which he's not going to do. Marlon Mack, A, is getting the start. Marlon Mack is in a contract year. Marlon Mack is not horrible. He's not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Marlon Mack is outstanding, but he averaged 17 carries a game last year. Unless he gets hurt, and John, and which is possible, but yeah, unless he I mean, gets hurt, he's, he's picked up a nick or two. Unless he gets hurt, Jonathan Taylor will not outrush him in a game for quite some time. I think. I think that Marlon Mack will come out perform well. He's more versatile when he's on the field because he is a good pass catcher because he is good in pass protection. Right. So you could make the sense that a veteran quarterback like Philip Rivers would rather have to be on. limited by Jonathan yes. Taylor who says I'm only going to hand this ball off. Right. So I, I think that Marlon Mack is is going to, to take a significant amount of carries away from Jonathan Taylor. He's going to take a significant amount of snaps away. Naheem Hines, well, because he is such a great pass catcher. Naheem Hines is such yeah, so Naeem, underrated. Naeem Hines so underrated as a, as, a, as a pass catcher. He's going to take Jonathan Taylor's snaps away. There's not going to be enough to go around for this guy to get 200 carries. And, and, and unless Matt gets hurt. Here's the one out I'm going to give myself. Jonathan Taylor could also be this year's Raheem Mostert, who in the last six, eight weeks of the season gets 14 carries a game, has extremely high efficiency, scores eight or nine touchdowns, and cracks into the top 24 even though you didn't even sniff it in the first half of the season. That's, <laughs> yes. that's the, that to me is his only hope. Is it possible? Sure. But the only hope for him is that in the second half of the season, he gets a, a, a lot of a run because either the, the Colts aren't very good when they should be or Marlon Mack gets hurt or Jonathan Taylor finally takes over the job and he is extremely efficient with his touches. I think, I think the main thing that's going to go against Marlon Mack is just whenever Jonathan Taylor does get in the game that he's going to have a high enough impact on those early downs that Marlon Mack's not going to get a chance to just overtake it and And Philip Rivers might not have a chance to just be like well I just want Marlon Mack on the field because I could maybe uh, you know call an audible and check down to him I just I just think that that Mac is good enough to hold off Taylor for long enough that Taylor won't have enough time to crack the top he'll hold him off for at most like six to eight games that's what I think that's what I think but I don't think but then that doesn't leave enough meat on the bone for exactly and I think I also don't want to hear the argument of of they don't they want to run the ball because yeah, they, they traded up and got Jonathan Taylor. You know who they took over Jonathan Taylor? Michael Pittman. You know who they took in the second round last year? Paris Campbell. You know what they went out and did this year? Signed a quarterback. They well, want to throw the football. Well, and they've got the best offensive line in the league, so it doesn't matter who's in the backfield yes. mostly. They want to throw the ball. Yeah. And, and so I, uh, my bold take, my bold prediction, you heard it here first, Jonathan Taylor will not finish the top 24 back. 
Tyler, that about wraps us up here. We are uh, surprised. We're going to do a double episode, so we're going to close this episode out. Uh, we're going to do a mock draft next uh, with some of our buddies. Uh, it's just going to be me and Tyler uh, on the podcast, but we're going to get uh, get them in on the, the mock draft so we can get some real-life uh, people in there uh, drafting. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this one. We'll be back here in a, a few minutes uh, if you want to check out the next podcast here on Tuesday evening. Yep, see ya.